Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Freedom Fanatics. My name is Solon and this week I'm joined by um, the rest of our team, Alex and Diego. And yeah, Bali will also be joining us a bit later. Um, in the meantime, um, don't forget to follow us on our um, social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can get us at, at Badger of Liberty. Um, but yeah, first up, we will get straight into things. We will be discussing um, our first um, topic for um, today, um, which is a news item. And it's actually from the Mail and Guardian. And it's titled, um, The ANC will be defeated because of its betrayal of South Africa's people. And um, I think this topic is very relevant um, for what's been happening recently, especially in the news cycle, with, you know, allegations of um, our current sitting president, um, you know, um, Ramadollas, um, as they call him, um, who has been, you know, accused of money laundering and um, kidnapping and all sorts of crimes. Um, but we are still waiting to see how that process plays out. And one thing that I definitely, you know, thought while this was happening is I was like, Ramaphosa, when he was elected, was hailed as this individual who's going to, you know, save South Africa. He's going to be the savior. He's going to rid us of the plague of corruption and all of these things. And now yet, Ramaphosa is guilty of the very thing that, you know, um, you were supposed to supposedly save us from. And then I then immediately my thought went to um, Alex, I'd actually come to you first is hmm. if Ramaphosa can't save us, who else will possibly be able to, um, you know, step up to the plate and actually save South Africa from the mess that we're in right now? Hmm. We can. So yeah. Africans can save us. <laughs> um, yeah, let's not let's not outsource. Uh, the, the, you know, no, this thing of like I don't know. I don't know if it's this African thing, but there's this idea of like big man politics. I, I think and it's also yeah. like it, it, abroad as well. Like you know, you know, this, there's going to be this one man, the savior, that uh, is going to save the country. And I think we 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 got roasted when it came to Ramaphoria. I think a lot of people got caught in that trap. Um, so uh yeah i think it's it's up to <laughs> it's okay we all have skeletons we all have skeletons um i know in bali's in the wings she's also got some some skeletons that she keeps very deep in the in the closet um but yeah really like there are so many political options there look when it comes to political savior or political solutions it's going to come from the ballot boxes um and it's people who vote so yeah, you are you're the change that that you want to see at the end of the day. Um, yeah, the the p political parties have a lot of uh, a lot of motivating to do leading up to, yeah, to twenty twenty four. Yeah, absolutely, because I mean something that's very difficult, especially as a political party or any leader that you know in, wants to lead our country, wants to lead our communities, and so forth, is understanding exactly what the principles are or what the values are like. What do these people stand for? What do they actually want to achieve when they um in the leadership role? And to Yoko, like what are what are some of those things that you that you think is important, not only for um the leaders that want to lead us, what principles should they have? Um whether it's our economy, whether it's um, you know, the policies that they decide on. What are some of those things that you think are extremely important for them to actually have here? Well, I think whatever policies they might have, um, policies must always be informed by what's real, first and foremost. Secondly, policies must always respond to what's needed at the ground, right? On the ground. And 
So whatever policies they do come up with, whatever policies they do end up implementing, the policies must be relevant to what's needed on the ground first and foremost. Secondly, the policies should empower people as opposed to taking power away from the people. Mm-hmm. That's that's the second thing. So now that's yeah, that's a, the, the, the kind of framework framework I would place the whole thing around. And so other principles would obviously come from that. The free market economy principle, the, the, the rule of law principle, the privatization principle, lots of principles will come from that framework. John, if I can jump yeah, in there, no, there, there was, there was a, there was a, I think I sent Tiago a message, because um, Tiago has been very interested in, in the, the sort of threats to the e-hailing um, services in the country, e-hailing drivers and stuff. And there was a, a, there was an issue, I think a couple of weeks ago, where some drivers were sort of unwilling to go into townships and certain areas because of his uh, safety threats. Um, I think a driver was, was killed. And so, you know, like Tioko was drawing up a campaign recently to, to you know, assist uh, e-hailing drivers to bolster their safety um, and, and get better uh, sort of systems for them to be able to protect themselves out on the streets. But, um, and I think, you know, now when he, when he speaks about like law and order um, and, and subsequently, I guess, the rule of law, um, is when when law and order um, is like so uh, threatened or at such a like low level, um, it really does affect everyone else. And we see that also with the crime stats that were released recently. It's like it's very difficult to operate in a society where things just aren't safe. You know what I mean? So if if you know if we talk about being saviors and ideas, it's like okay, well let's start with just being able to walk the streets. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that side, on that one, because I mean, how can we expect the grand um, plans and all of these, you know, brilliant ideas to be um, executed when the basics um, are not yet right? And so anybody that's able to actually step up and get the basics right, that's already a massive step um, in the right direction, I think, um, for sure. But Alex, I know I'm going to ask you guys um, just one 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 question. I know we don't support any political parties out in the streets. We don't we don't you know I pop any specific politician out in here. But who do you guys actually see with our current range of um individuals that we have? Who do you guys actually see, you know, are are people who's actually able to step up to the plate? Um that could possibly, you know, fill that role. Because I mean, how long will it still be until Ramaphosa's in in the streets? Um and I mean Diego, I'm I'm just gonna take a guess. But I know you definitely don't see anyone in that ANC political party that could possibly um, fulfill <laughs> that role. <laughs> no way. That's well, well, I do think I do think there are some brilliant people in the ANC. Yeah. But the question is, do members of the ANC, people who are in the conference, think that these people are good enough on their part? And I mean, we 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 must acknowledge that the ANC has turned into a mafia organization. Uh, and so even when leaders are elected, it's really no longer about what a leader stands for, but uh, how a leader can protect your interests. Uh, that's really what the contest is around right now, right? Mm. We, we have so-called RET ANC members fighting for particular individuals that they think would 
protect their interests in the future. But as far as content is concerned, you have people like Joel Nishitenze, who was, I think, the economic advisor to Chabumbeki during his time as president of the country. He remains a member of the African National Congress. I don't agree entirely with him. But I think he's president material for sure. I think he would get us to somewhere. But 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 I personally don't like the ANC and would prefer that it, it, it dies more than yeah. anything. Yeah. Alex, just don't step up next and tell us that David Mabuza and Kosizana Dlamini Zuma must be president. Because then I think we're going to have to um, mute your mic on this one. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's my girl Lindiwe? Where's Isula at? Um, <laughs> no, but... <laughs> To be honest, um, I think we could see some very interesting political players coming in next year. Um, yeah. You know, it's in the run-up to, to, to an election year. I think we're going to see some, some new faces or maybe old faces returning. Who knows? But, you know, personality-wise, I think we need to move away from personalities. But look, a charismatic leader mm-hmm. is, is something to behold. We, we have examples from history, you know, good and bad who can really lead a nation. So it's not to, we don't need to throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. Um, but really the one thing for me that like, look, we, we look at a lot at policy and how policy affects people. Um, but I really think when like, you know, looking in the, toward the next year and a half, really like, what, what have you done? Show me, look for new players, it's difficult, but I want to see, I just want to see evidence. Show me what you do. Do you keep your books clean? Do you deliver yeah. services where you say you will? That's all I. That's all I'm concerned about. So no, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, who knows? I agree with you, Alex. And as you said, like I'm actually hopeful that we'll see um, new faces. Actually, it is difficult getting into the political game. Um, it is possible difficult standing as an independent or starting your own political party. Like those things are difficult. But ideally, I hope that we actually get to see more fresh faces in the run-up to our 2024 election. Um, and mainly because I know that there are so many youth who are actually, you know, um, disillusioned, who are like, you know, none of these um, individuals or major politicians right now, none of them actually represent um, what I would I want or what I'd like mm. uh, or the direction I'd like our country to go into. Um, so, yeah, I, it would be a great thing if we could see more... Um, you know, more prominent um, players in in the game standing for elections. Yeah, for well, sure. The, the, but, the one thing, the one thing, sorry, if I can just jump in there, is yeah. I think at, if there are other parties that come in and other faces, at least will make things interesting. I think that will mm. might help to get people keen to get involved because when there's actually, you know, if you have, it's like, Ah, uh, I was going to use the PSL as an example, but there's so many Polish draws. It's not a good metaphor. But if you have, a, if you have a, a league where there's one team that's so dominant, it's not even worth watching the league. But I think yeah. these upcoming elections is something very different. Yes. So who knows? Maybe just by having more competitive people will be more involved. We'll see. Yeah, that's a that's a really good take on that, Alex. I agree with you on that. But yeah, in the meantime, we're going to move on um, to um, our fan content of the week, which is actually um, an article by our very own um, Diego, and it's titled 15 Whip Smart Quotes on Race and Society's Power um, of Diversity." And essentially, in the Diego, you mentioned that um, you know 
the race as a social construct has been so divisive. Um, in our society, that means that Africa's history is a perfect example of how divisive race can be. And that we should instead allow our, our, our diversity to actually unite us. And, you know, in this, in this frame, like, there's a lot of talk about diversity, like in pop culture. And, you know, you must have representation and actually like fill some type of quote or something. But what do you essentially mean when you refer to things like diversity? Yeah. Well, when I refer to diversity, essentially I refer to difference and embracing that difference, right? So acknowledging that, for example, Alex and I have a different skin color, and this is something very beautiful to celebrate. It's, 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 it's something that should excite me that, oh, look, someone with a different color rather than me want to buy petrol and ban Alexa light simply because he has a different color from mine. Cultures as well. I think we should embrace our differences as South Africans if we are to get anywhere really. Embrace our differences, celebrate our differences and build from there. But regarding race, yeah. let me get back to the race question. Regarding race in particular, yeah. race race is a very interesting one for me. Uh, like I always mention, we've, the world has been around for such a long time. Human beings have been around for such a long time. Race was only introduced in the 17th century. We are now in the 21st century. It has only been in existence for what, around four centuries. For about 17 centuries, human beings have existed without it. So I, I really think we should get to that point whereby we get rid of this thing. So the good story of, of, of human beings existing without it uh, continues. But even though race was a terrible thing, I must say, I must acknowledge that it has managed to do some wonders. In Africa, for example, and I think this is something quite uh, controversial, but colonization and colonialism, black people uniting together with white people who were against colonization, against colonialism, it got to unite people. Although it was a struggle, it's a struggle that was fought and got to unite people. Whereas when, 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 when before colonization and everything, you had Africans who themselves were fighting among themselves, right? Whenever, if a petty person comes across a vendor person, they start communicating, you can't hear what they are saying, you take out the spear and then and, and, and kill them simply because you can't hear what they, they are saying. But we must acknowledge, yeah, like, like I said, that there's, there's some positives even from this negative thing that is raised. And I think if we, 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 we do look at it in that way and, and, and use it to unite as opposed to divide ourselves further, then yeah, there will be a lot of progress in society. Yes, no, that's a good point, Tiku, because even I'm just thinking now is that even in countries like Africa, I mean, we have a lot of problems. We are actually a success story of diversity, I think, because um, in other countries we've seen, like I'm just thinking about Yemen, where there's so many different ethnicities and there are tribal wars being fought. And it literally causes a civil war and the country is literally broken down. And that's why I, I get so frustrated when people like, means and stuff about like Nelson Mandela and saying like oh he was a sellout you know what and he's all those things um because you know one part of the country had to be taken over or so but I'm like we actually still have the ability to 
unite as a country under common constitution and that is not an easy thing to actually achieve and that's exactly why we shouldn't allow it to divide us but it should actually unite us but alex yeah um before we go to mbali what are, what are your thoughts on um, diego's article yeah um no i i really i really enjoyed it um i think it's always useful just to have very simple also to, to, to get ideas from um you know, people from different a diversity of professions, of uh, experiences, um, all essentially saying a very similar message, you know, embrace diversity. And it's not like embrace diversity, like, a, oh, you know, it's, it's Pride Month, so now we're going to apply a pride flag to acknowledge diversity. It's more, South Africa has a very organic um, uh, availability and sort of entrenched uh, societal diversity that, you know, really does guide how we do things and we manage to to get along um partly because of it um but there was i think there was one quote that i really enjoyed um which essentially rubbish the idea of the other this idea that there's there are other people i think let me actually just double check it was by saul williams and the the, the last bit of his of his uh quote says that there are no other people uh races the social construct so Look, we, we're not naive to the, the, the power dynamics and, and the, the, the how race is weaponized, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the, yeah, this thing of, of othering, um, it, it, it can be a very dangerous thing. And yeah, often you've got to look at why people would weaponize something like race or any aspect of diversity. Um, you know, look at their intentions um, before you... Yeah, before you jump to conclusions, um, and and it's uh, something, yeah. To, yeah, something to consider for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely, because I mean, divisiveness is also a money making machine, um, as we know, because controversy, you know, it's very profitable to some um, who are very angry for attention and who are very power angry. Absolutely, guys, thank you for the discussion. Thank you for the thank you for the conversation. Uh, but now we are going to check in with. Um, the OG, um, the goat in Bali um, for burning questions. And we have an interesting segment um, on the way. So yeah, see you guys there. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Burning Questions. Hi, Sholen. Hi, Alex. Hi, Diego. Sholen, uh, I like I'm that gonna... intro. The OG. When I grow up, that's exactly what I'm going <laughs> to be. Guys, welcome to Burning Questions. Um, and today, we are looking at a code card from one of our own, Mr. Diego Totze. And... Yeah, well, maybe before we get into everything and, you know, the comments, because our people did not hold back. Um, and at Fan Guys, we really appreciate you guys interacting um, with our content. We appreciate it. That is why we have this episode called Burning Questions. And this is where we respond to some of your um, interesting comments. Diego, 
what were you thinking? Where was your head at when you, you know, came up with this code card? Well, I was thinking about South African politics, and, okay. and, and to be honest, I was I was thinking about these politicians who steal our money, chow our money, and still come back and flash with their money. Wait, all of them? So you better be thinking about all politicians. What? What did you say, Shona? I was just checking if you were speaking about all politicians. Um, uh, because no, 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 you basically this, describe this, this, most of them. No, no, this ones, this, this ANC ones, you know, they chow money then, they chow your money as a public and still come back and spend the money in front of you. And, no. and, and, and <laughs> like you're not a hard work at all. So I was very bitter when, when I came up with this, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, had you had you found out about Cyril's millions that are in a mattress somewhere? Had you found out about that yet? Is that what fueled you? <laughs> I think I had just found out about the story of someone who handed money to someone somewhere. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, but it's a daily story in South Africa. It definitely, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, maybe let's go to the first comment. Um, and this comment comes from Enrico, and he says one might say they own us as long as we are dumb enough to keep voting for the same corruption over and over again but i think this is also the same story or the same thing that we said last week mm -hmm. um alex or sholen uh anyone of you want to respond to enrico's comment yeah i think you can go ahead short um yeah it's such a good point eh um because yeah, it's keeping people in a loop. Look, we've spoken about before on Freedom Fanatics and Burning Questions about, um, you know, how reliant people are on social grants and that kind of thing. And people vote. They think they that social grants come from the ANC and not the government. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes can't distinguish between the two. Um, yes. But it's not, it's not wrong, eh? Um, you, you get what you ask for, um, which is why if you don't want uh, loony politicians, vote for new ones. To see what's out there. Look at the menu. Vote for new ones. Ish. Okay, I all right. We'll get back to that one for voting the new ones. I don't know how I feel about the new ones as well, but uh, let's go to Eugene's comment. And Eugene says, "Guess we have. I guess we gave these not. Okay, can I say this word, guys? No. On a public platform. <laughs> so okay. Call a spade a spade. God damn. Yeah. Okay." Guess we, we gave these nut jobs too much blank checks in hopes they act responsibly and accountably whilst we take care of family business. It is our fault. And I think to a certain ex uh, extent, it definitely is South Africans' fault. Sholin, um, um, is it our fault? Is it not? Yeah, I think there should definitely be a sense of personal responsibility in that one because um, essentially the majority of South Africans have voted in um, those who are, you know, in the in positions of power right now. And we do, we do, uh, we have also done this thing where it's like election time comes, everybody's hyped up, you throw your vote for the next five years. Um, we don't really care. Um, we are we are the settled story. We are Malema was crazy in Parliament again. Um, something about Jacob Zuma, and then we just mm. sit to the back and we do nothing. But we should yeah. also, you know, what actually pick up and be like, you know, what our politics, our um, our engagement shouldn't just stop there. It should actually extend mm. beyond that. We should be gathering people like Alex. You 
each of us definitely have more than five friends. If we could just get half of those five friends to actually come with us to the ballot box the next time, vote for an alternative to those who are actually creating the, all of the problems and who are just handing out blank checks to all of the all of the cadres and all of their friends, then we could really transform everything um, in this country and realize that, you know what, complaining and sitting on the sidelines is actually not enough. And we can, yeah. we, have, we have a right to vote. A lot of countries do not um, have that privilege and we should yeah. definitely make use of it. That can, is true. Can I just add in Bali, mm -hmm. this, this thing of voting is the bare minimum. That is the least that you can do to be involved in democracy. Really, mm -hmm. like you cannot, you, you cannot rely on these systems to just maintain themselves without getting involved. There are organizations, civil society organizations that exist for a reason because they all support various aspects of uh, the constitution and uh, institutions within society that uphold democracy. If you don't mm -hmm. get involved at, to some degree, and you outsource that responsibility, that's where, uh, you know, crony politicians will really take advantage. And they, they play this game and you need, to you need to play with them. Otherwise, you, you're going to lose for sure. Yeah, that is definitely true. Um, let us go to Charlotte's comment. Um, and Charlotte definitely, I think she agrees with, with Diego. And she says, I've maintained that statement from the beginning of the majority takeover. Without our money, they'll be stuffed, no income, no pay. Diego, no income, no pay. 100, 100%. 110%. 110%. And like I've mentioned before, with, with how the ANC is behaving, if it was easy to do what Helen Ziller called for, for called for two years ago and got into trouble for, she called mm -hmm. for a tax revolt. With how things are going, really, really, if it was a simple thing at this point, I would, I would argue that, hey, citizens, let's call for a tax revolt. So we starve these people. And, 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 and yeah, once I, I think if they are starved, then they might start to, they might begin to think properly. Mm. Um, but as things stand, really, really, they are not thinking. And, and it seems like a deliberate thing to, to, to just not think, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's go to maybe our last comment. And the comment comes from Volinjela. And it reads, you should have said ANC politicians have a tendency. Not to say South African politicians have a tendency. Because we all know the people in South Africa who behave like that the ANC. This is directly well, the, the, the TAC, Azapo, and, and, and many other people, really. And you do find mm -hmm. such politicians in the DA as well. And, and that's, 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 that, that's another thing, a conversation that I think we should have at a later point as well, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. as the ANC collapses, you have a lot of people coming from the ANC who are joining parties like Action SA, IFP, the DA, and that's what makes it dangerous. The, 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 the whole narration of saying that if we remove the ANC in 2024, then things are going to change. That's that's what mm. makes that narration dangerous because you have these individuals who are going to transform, uh, transfer into these political parties that were going, uh, citizens would have voted for in 2024 and 2029. 
So yeah. like Alex has said, what, what, what we truly, truly, truly do need, a change of government we definitely need. But mm-hmm. simply changing the government and not holding those new people that you bring <coughs> to government to account, it, it, it's not going to be helpful at all. But yeah, that's 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 my whole point. It's it's, it's politicians across across board, not just the ANC politicians. Okay, understood. Because I was gonna fight you. There, I was gonna be like, so the DA doesn't steal money. Wait, do they steal money? Before I accuse people of you do have right? individuals in the DA okay. who do steal. There's, there's there's a lot of them, and there's a lot of people in the DA who are not who are certainly not liberals who mm. are there just oppositions and, and and these are the kind of people when you do find when when they do leave the da such people a lot of times they they they, they go on around the, the whole thing of race and stuff i mean Musi Maiman mm. is one of those people he came from the anc joined the da mm. went on to meet the da when people did not vote to change the da into a mini anc as he wanted it to become he left and started talking about race and stuff. So you do find a whole lot of people who yeah, come from your EFFs, ANCs who are in the party, but don't really support what the party stands for. They, they, they want to change it into what they want it to stand for. And, and when mm. that doesn't happen, they become English. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I see a bit of anger there from Sholden when you're talking about the DA. It's okay, Sholden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 very curious to see what uh, what my man is going to be doing in the next year and a half. I don't think yeah. we've seen the end of him. Just as a tangent, um, but yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be. I don't believe that. Yeah, obviously he's got his one to say and his whole independence yeah. thing. But uh, I'm curious to see what sort of role that specific individual. We spoke about big big man politics earlier, but yeah, these one. One character, I'm very curious to see what his yeah. role is. Yeah, definitely. Guys, yeah. we have but, come to the yes, Kelly. Sorry, Mbalan, I was going to mention after <laughs> Alex said, was that, I'm sorry for that, was that, yeah, especially as we um, after the NCA eventually will go down, is the coalitions that will form. We might see, and because those coalitions form, we're going to see a government that could possibly have a John Steenhuisen as vice president or as minister of this and you must be money possibly as your minister of whatever what the case may be but it will be a compilation of different individuals who we would not necessarily assume because they come from different political parties who will actually be, be the ones actually forming our um government eventually so we should definitely not um you know take our eyes off the smaller parties or the smaller individuals just because they're on yeah. the side right now but because what eventually they will have that five percent um um electoral vote that will actually carry um the government through um after the elections yeah. so yeah, yeah i agree definitely we, we are all in agreement with you Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Burning Questions. Do remember to follow us on every social media platform, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, at Badger of Liberty. And do remember that your freedom is worth fighting for.